0: you're listening to Castrol carcast on podcast one hey guys we got a fun car cast show today right we're gonna talk about some auctions and some auction uh, results
1: some pro car m1s and some art car m ones yeah and in the story of Peter perfect Peter Greg Peter very your
0: thoughts <laughs> on Andy Warhol interesting
1: <laughs> I like Peter Greg as an Artist more than I like Andy, not as a driver. Okay. As an All right. artist. Yes.
0: Well, uh, before we get started, a word from Dodge. Summertime is the best time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because Dodge Power Dollars means you get a guaranteed discount. And the math is simple you get $10 off based on the total horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle doesn't matter. Any 2020 Challenger, 2020 Durango, 2020 Charger, you get the most out of your horsepower this summer with $10 off for each horsepower. That means you can roll into your dealer, pick up a Dodge Charger SRT Scat Pack with 485 horsepower, and you'll get $4,850 off. And this summer, Dodge Power Dollars is back on the Dodge Durango as well. So, no matter where the summer takes you, the Dodge Durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze. Get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. So, hurry into your local Dodge dealer now to take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars.
1: Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but get it on. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. This is Carcass a man of That's uh, the moderator, Matt DeAndrea. Hello, how you over doing? Over there. I'm just looking at my list of uh, things I need. Trying to figure stuff out. Makes me mad. I was at home putting up shelves over the weekend, and I went to my drawer. You know, I have 15 of everything, and I couldn't find the fucking magnetic cartridge for my screw gun mm-hmm. and people don't understand I had a thousand hex head long short whatever oh, but yeah, not yeah. the magnetic cartridge and the magnetic cartridge is awesome because you put the screw on it and it stays and once you get used to using it you put the screw on the non-magnetic one it yeah. just falls on the yeah, floor yeah. and you're like what's what's happening it's like what's <laughs> happening is gravity you don't have a magnetic screw cartridge i have 80 of those things all over the place yeah. but not one at my house yeah. So uh, I made a note. I've, I've, Cartridge.
0: It's, it's funny because I've seen you here do that. I've seen you go in and grab a drill and and just walk over to whatever, something, a door, a wall, piece of wood in the back. And you put the screw on and it falls off. Like, what are you doing? You just put the screw on. And it fell off I'm like an well, idiot. You're well, like, ah, this is
1: it's not magnetic. This is me. <laughs> if you want to know me at my worst, I my position in life is I buy... 10 of everything that's cheap and i spread it around if you want to know yeah. if if you want to know i have nail clippers in my car i'm in the kitchen i have my drawer in my bathroom i just spread them around because i don't want to look for 10 cent items and i i hate it yeah i have every tool times 10 but yet over the weekend when i open my tool cabinet In my garage, I have to search all over. There's not one magnetic screw cartridge in there. And thousands of screw tips that would go (laughs) in the magnetic screw cartridge. And I'd love to blame myself, but it isn't. Somebody used it. Somebody borrowed it. It made its way over to the other shop. But I still should have 80 of those things. And I probably have, eh, realistically, I have 13 of them. But none of them are at my goddamn house. So uh, anyway.
0: All right. Uh, let me tell you guys about Dodge real quick. It's time for Dodge Power Dollars. That means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase of a new Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. So come on in for Dodge Power Dollars today for a pretty sweet deal.
1: Yeah. All right. So um, cars. We're firing up the Aston Martin after a number of years. Yeah. Back there, the battery exploded. But, um, <laughs> we got a new battery with a, with a, with a boom. And uh, a lot of smoke.
0: There, you, you hear about it all the time going, oh, don't do that. The battery will explode or don't work on it without unhooking the battery. And then you think, you know, it's going to ooze out or do something. This exploded. Yes. This like a bomb went off.
1: Well, and, you know, Sean, who was in the car, started the car up, said it was louder than an airbag deploy. Yeah. That's loud.
0: I immediately thought of the first scene in Casino when the bomb goes off underneath uh, <laughs> yes. De Niro's car, and he's yes. like, and at the end, he's like, "If it wasn't for the plate, you know, that's uh, on the floorboard of this car, I'd be dead." And I was thinking, "Where's the battery? It's inside the car. How did Sean not explode?" And uh, right, it's it's I don't know, is it behind the seat or under the seat? Kind of behind the under rear it's seat. It's
1: underneath the passenger seat, which is. The car, it's the first year that came out the DB9 and they've had a lot of snafus, electrical and blah, 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 and a lot of stuff. And the bottom line is, is I've, you've, I've had to take that plate off where the battery is like 15 times easily. Yeah. Also, what they don't tell you, and there's certain, certain cars that are this way cheap cars, you can just buy and park them for seven months and start them up. If a car's over $150,000, you can't let it sit for three days. It won't start up. (laughs) I I don't don't know. know. (laughs) What is that? I mean, you can take a fucking well worn Prius and let it sit for six months. It's fine. You take an Aston Martin or Jag or something like a a real thoroughbred of a car. You can't park this car. I would park the car for four days. It wouldn't start. Yeah. Like, so there's that. I I don't know what's going on with this car. But anyway, then at some point, somebody tells you, they don't tell you when you buy the car. But at some point, you find out, oh, if you're going to park this thing for more than an afternoon, you have to put it on the trickle. You gotta plug it in every time. It's, yeah. it's essentially like driving a, a hybrid. It, it's like driving an electric vehicle. it's like driving an electric car. It's like it's like driving a plug-in electric car because <laughs> you have to plug when you, in you fucking every time pull you in,
0: you have to plug it plug it in. Yeah. Now in the trunk of that car, there's like a little plug, like a cigarette lighter kind of plug, and that's where you plug the trickle charger into and it right. but it, for some reason it never seemed to work. I guess. Like I it's been here before where that thing's like plugged into the wall, it doesn't work. It doesn't do enough charge or it doesn't uh, – I don't know. I don't know exactly what it's – almost like it's not the right type of battery and, and or the the charger doesn't work for a gel cell battery or an AGM battery or something. Like I don't know what it was, but it never seemed to really work well.
1: Right. Well, it, it had enough juice to blow up the battery.
0: <laughs> it did. It was good it was in the, the, the box, the steel box. Otherwise uh, – uh, I mean, sure, Sean would have got damaged, but more importantly, the leather and everything in the interior of that car would have been
1: yeah, ruined. I know. So uh, Sean anyway, healed. We got a new. Uh, <laughs> we got a new battery, and uh, the car's firing up. We we'll still have to see what what goes on <clears throat> after that because it's been parked for a long time. But either way, uh, that car's getting fired up. Um, we got the uh, Chris uh, spiced up our lap. Over with the um, different drummer car, so that looks better. We'll put that eventually. We'll get the whole thing whacked together with uh, Nate and all the different angles and stuff, and shove that out there. Yeah, that's on the CarCast YouTube. Um, and uh, cars at auctions been some some pretty good sales uh, yeah. lately, as well as a car coming up that we're very interested in. Um, first things first, my clairvoyance. Um, a BMW M1 Pro car came up. Um, I think it was at RM. RM, yeah. RM I, I, I love option. BMW M1 Pro cars. I saw it. It looked like a car of some decent history, and it looked like a you know real deal. And the estimate was 600 to 800. Mm-hmm. And I called Matt, and I said, what? You said, I don't see this thing
0: being six to eight. I think this car is more than that. This this should be I, – I forgot the exact number. This thing should be almost a million bucks.
1: I said eight. I said the, the estimate should be, not be six to eight. It should be eight to a million.
0: Right. And, and, and the I car looked see... good,
1: presented well, was right. red. Now, uh, what percentage of the time does a car go past – what percentage of the time does a car go past the low reserve?
0: Yeah, so it's 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 pretty rare, uh, especially on the ones with uh, with a reserve price. And you're saying past the estimate, the right? low
1: estimate. Yeah, I would say and
0: a lot of times it would be like, oh, it's creeping up on it, but when you add the fee, it's definitely within the range.
1: I, I would uh, say most cars end hammering with the fee at. About the low range, or sometimes it'll just get past the low range. Yeah, I would um, agree. estimate. I would agree. Um, there are few exceptions. How often of course, does it get most. past the top end?
0: I, you know, there's, there's. there's
1: I mean, a few uh, that the, pop the, up, the top end weird, on cars yeah. over five hundred grand. Yeah. I, I feel like it happens with an NSX or Z car every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, once you, when the thing is over half a million bucks, the the range. I don't see them getting past the upper end. That's about four percent of the time, right?
0: Especially when there's cars with comps out there. You know, right? Like we can we can pull a you know an SL gullwing and say, yeah, we kind of know where this car is going to be almost every time. And oh, you know, sometimes over the years it creeps a little up, creeps a little down, but you can see it start to happen. It's never really. Hey, this is a million dollar car, and it just went for one point nine. Like it it would have to be. Right, but I said I think
1: it's more eight to a million. Yeah, but I don't know. They don't trade hands that often. I don't know that much. I love the car, but I don't know much about them. But uh, all in, the thing went for nine thirteen. So I knew something.
0: And you got to be kicking yourself about that art car years and years ago. Is that Bonhams? Yeah. See, but they threw a wrench into it because they tricked you with the estimate, with with the with the low ball estimate. This is what we're talking about, right? Is is I forgot what they said the car was going to be, and it went for way more. You're like, I don't see how it, it could it, go it, for it, this much. It
1: went all in for like eight fifty six. Yeah. So it's still cheaper than an M one Pro car is today. Now that was almost ten years ago. That yeah. was 2011. But what was
0: their estimate? What did you, talk, e- their you estimate, call the guy and ask them?
1: They're their, Their estimate was 450 to six. And I called Bonham and I was like, What do you know about that? I called because I was curious. And the reason I called is because 450 or five at the time was about what a pro car was going for. Mm -hmm. This was an M1 pro car art car. Frank Stella is the artist still alive. And he had paintings that would sell for millions of dollars. So I was like, this guy's got paintings that sells for millions of dollars. This is a Frank Stella art car. Why is it not higher? And the guy at Bonham said, uh, I don't know. We don't think it's going to get to the low end of the thing. I'd be surprised if it got to 400. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Could that be true? And then it just blasted right just, past just 400. Quick. It went right past the upper. The upper was six. <laughs> yeah. It went right past that. And I don't, probably didn't have the money for it back then, but looking back on it, it would have been a great investment. You'd have an art car and I wanted it and uh it just when it just blew shot right past the upper end and it just kept going, I was like, ah fuck it.
0: Yeah. And then it kinda it 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 kinda takes the wind out of your sails but it also makes you feel like you're really overpaying now because there was there was an estimate and you talk to a guy and he says it's gonna go low and he, he didn't mm-hmm. think the money was going to be there. So in your head you're walking into it, especially when you're when you're in an auction or or prepping to go to an auction, and you're like, it's four to six, it could it's, go it's for kind four, a, and then it's, when it's
1: double that, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting psychological experiment, which is like, I called the place, I went, what do you think, and the guy went, I don't think it's even going to get to the low yeah. estimate, and and obviously that stuck in my head. Also, it was at Bonham at uh, the Quail and they didn't have much, a lot of real estate Mm -hmm. and they had a tent and it was like parked up the back hill. It was like backed up the back hill but it was like a dirt hill yeah. and it was covered in dust. (laughs) When I went and looked at it and there was nobody around it. So I was like, went and looked at it and said, this car's just sitting here. Like nobody wants this car and I like talked to the place in Indiana that rebuilt it and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah and I did all the research on it and then I left to go do a race. I had to be at the track but i had sandy behind on the phone and he just kept going oh no now it's oh, se- oh now it's past 7 it's at 7:25 oh 7.75. and it was just it's just like right past i was like oh i thought i had this whole scenario where i was just going to steal this car for 400 grand mm-hmm. but uh no such luck it's
0: actually interesting that that happened and you experienced that because when we went to go buy the newman 935 uh, I don't even remember what the estimate was on that car, but we we kept running scenarios going, well, what if it's this? What it if it's It was like this? four and a what half if... to
1: five and a half. It yeah. was like 4.5 to 5.5 or somewhere in there.
0: And then it never really became uh, what's the car worth anymore because we had done so many auctions at this point. It was just about what could you go to like what cars could we sell how could we buy it and how could we get to the point of like what number made sense financially at that point right mm-hmm. they could have said any number we would be like that's what the car's worth now mm-hmm. you know uh but i kind of feel like without the m1 pro car experience we wouldn't have had the same i don't know mindset the same attitude on the 935 because the nine thirty five, you could go. Well, it could go four. It could go four or five. It could go five. It could go, you know. It could go. It could go more. And now it's just about. Well, at what point? <laughs> at what point does it lead to divorce and selling the house and the kids go to public school for the rest of their lives?
1: So you could get the car. Well, you know my <laughs> uh, for the for the art car, people were like, "Well, how are you going to drive an art car?" Yeah. And I was like, we're going to take the front clip and the rear clip and I guess the doors and we're just going to recreate the art and I'll put it on the car and then we'll take the real stuff and we'll move it away. Yeah, That'll leave the roof, you know, so as long as I don't roll the car, I could drive it. That was what, that was kind of part of my plan. Which
0: is interesting because these days now with, with car wraps and stuff, you could probably just print out, you could just photograph and print the artwork and then just put it on a wrap. It'd be much easier to do now.
1: Yeah. I don't know where you find a clip for, um, you know, for uh, an M1 Pro car. but well, uh,
0: Kennebo sell you one for the price of the car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, you pay, 800 He's like, I can sell you a clip for 800 <laughs> I think it was like eight fifty six. <laughs> I have no idea where that car, that car was like parked at the Guggenheim, I think, before yeah. and blah, blah, blah.
0: Well, the Peterson a while back did an art car exhibit. I don't remember which ones were in there, but there were several BMW art the cars other, in there.
1: The other thing is most of them look like shit because these stoned, lazy, impressionist artists who fucking suck. <laughs> just like told their assistant to fucking slap paint on it with a brush you know like look come on Andy warhol's a fucking hack you know you don't want to, you don't want any of these idiots painting your car of course they look like shit because they're like they're they're modern art guys yeah. and modern art guys <clears throat> they're really like it's basically there's a whole class of artists. Who I would file under the heading of DJ Khaled, which is like, (laughs) Oh, you want to be a rock star. You just fucking suck. It kind of, it kind of started with the Beastie Boys. Everyone hates me for this, but they suck. You know what I mean? But they want to be rock stars, but they suck. And this art is like for guys who want to be artists and get blown by, by fucking artist groupies, but don't have any talent. Yeah.
0: yeah, They can't
1: do what Rembrandt does. Like when you go see the Dutch masters. Now, my whole thing is, Hey, Paint like the Dutch masters, and then go ahead and fucking slop paint all over your fucking car canvas, and I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And hey, Beastie Boys, you go play a good song with your instruments, and then uh, and then go do the shit you do. Uh-huh. But you can't, you don't do it. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's not like DJ Khaled goes out there like Alicia Keys or something and sits down at the piano and cranks something out, and then decides to do shit music. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Oh, Frank Starr. Is there a couple of Frank Stella ones? His, his paintings suck too. Like his paintings are just like, you know, like I, I, I like I suck as There's an the artist. Andy
0: Warhol car.
1: Yeah, he just got his assistant to throw paint at the car, so they're yeah. they're all shitty looking. What would be cool it's is if, a five thirty five. No, you know, you want to do your art car? You want Pete Brock to do your art car? Yeah, not these yeah, fucking yeah. stoners. <laughs> Guys are fucking hacks.
0: Yeah, boy, some of these suck.
1: But the Frank Stella M one looked pretty good, like considering the the the, the class of in. You have every picture there except for the Frank Stella M one.
2: Yeah, I know. That's that. Um, that's just the Wikipedia for BMW car car. But his yeah, car
1: looked nice. kind of decent. It had a. I mean, it's still not look. The M1 Pro car in the BMW livery is so much better than anything Frank Stella yeah, yeah, yeah. or those fucking hacks could come up with. <laughs> it's a thousand times better. <laughs> right. But his one looked the closest to like the the M1. See, it had sort of M1 vibes to it. Like the it had a little bit of the it had a little bit of the BMW M right, M-, got the
0: M stripes on it combined with his with his spin on it. So yeah, he did a combination of well, what is the car and what is it supposed to be? And it's an M one, it's a pro car, it's a race. He car, basically just ripped off the M one. <laughs>
1: He was too stoned and lazy, so he just told his assistant, "Look at the M one badge and kind of do that." <laughs> Am that I making we did this the Adam shit up?
2: Carola show logo.
1: <laughs> yes, that's yeah, how we did it. That's how we did it. Yeah, look at the fucking M badge. You're yeah, not going to do just, better than that. Just
0: go to go to the garage and look at any of the BRE cars. Go on, just make Adam's just go, name look go, like that. Go do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the BRE cars the. The, the artistry in the B- BRE car is so much better than any of the art cars. Yeah. A million times better than any of the art cars. That's and this the CarCast is, logo. This is
2: basically yeah, yeah.
1: us as a society falling apart. Like idiots yeah. buying into this shit. But either way. That car's got to be worth millions and millions of oh, dollars. Yeah. And I don't even know what it's worth. I don't know how to. Is it worth $3 bucks? Like, is it worth $2 bucks? I, I don't know. There are not many of them. And
0: I haven't seen another art car come up in a while. So it, I, I can't really say, like, what's the most recent comp for, for one of those. All
1: right. Oh, yeah. There are no comps. Let me hit the JB Weld. Quick 15 seconds here. Epoxy adhesive brand used by both pros and DIYers. Trusted for over 50 years available jbweld.com and retailers everywhere Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, at Michaels, and more. All right, so uh, yeah, there's no comps for those cars. They're super expensive and I, I my only question is 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 that car worth 5 million bucks or is it worth 3 million bucks? Uh, as it yeah. were, two and at two point five. I mean, it sold for eight fifty almost ten years ago. Now. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah,
0: I, that's a good question. But speaking of auctions, so it wasn't too long ago, just a few weeks ago, Gooding did their online auction, and they set a record for just an online sale, uh, which was like three million bucks for a two seventy five GTB. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the white one, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, RM just did their auction, and then they just beat it. And uh, with the with the Ferrari Five Fifty uh, Pro Drive, I think race car, it's like yes. four point something million,
1: uh, almost four three, I think, like four two, yeah, 4.29,
0: four which is a which is a cool out. cool car, badass mm-hmm. looking car, uh, interesting. That was the one that pulled all the money, but uh, what a good you know. Again, we've been we've been telling this story for almost a decade now, but. Uh, again with the racing cars, right? The racing cars got the best stories and not always, but always the good stories. This is a good-looking car, presented well, and $4.3 million for an online sale. I mean, I guess it's something to brag about a little bit going, hey, it was purchased online, but I don't know if there's that much difference between that and the guys that would phone bid in a car and, and, you know, all the big auctions have the phone bid. So, you know, know,
1: with the advent of, hundreds of digital photos and underneath the car and inside the car and everything. And, you know, pretty good records of when it, who's maintaining it when it was last raced and stuff like that. I don't know. Do you really even need to see the car in person? Like how much more would you glean from seeing the car in person? Yeah. It kind of used to be that way. It used to be when there was an old, uh, Lamborghini 400 or 350 or something, even a Miura, and like a couple pictures of it up on the website or in the catalog or something, and then you'd go get up on it, and you'd go, oh, this car's rough, like yeah, when you got yeah. up on it. But um, not so much anymore. Now, with the digital and the high def and- They're
0: pretty well photographed now. I think people are starting to pick up on that. And we're definitely more into photographing the flaws as much as it's good features so we can just be candid right. about it and go, hey, this is where we are with the car. Right. But I don't know. It was interesting. Interesting auction. Interesting thing. Uh, Pete Brock's a, a, a hang glider hauler van, which was a wacky V8 swap. Uh, yeah. It 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 was an interesting. It's it's always got a a little bit of Pete Brocky. Like he's hot rodded a lot of things. That's the thing about Pete Brock hot rodded a lot of things and yeah. work with guys to hot rod things. He came up with the ideas and design things. But this thing had a V eight swap and uh, a weird sort of vent in the back and giant radiator in the front. And uh, it it was interesting. It's I don't know. It sold for like twenty five thousand bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, all in. I think. Um... Brock, again, on. I have the BRE Transport, the first Hino brought in the United mm-hmm. States, and he got with Max Belchowski, and he put the V8 in the Hino, you know what I mean? So he was an engine swapper. He was a, yeah. I mean, obviously he came from Shelby, or he came from GM, and then he went to Shelby. So it was big, big time into, let's get a bigger engine in this smaller vehicle, right? And... <clears throat> Although you do remember the description on that thing that bothered me, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It said aluminum, all aluminum. It just engine. said aluminum V8 yeah.
1: Pontiac engine in I'm it. I'm not
0: sure where they're getting the all aluminum part, but. They didn't
1: say all. They just said aluminum Pontiac V8, yeah. which to me means all aluminum. Yeah. I think they screwed up. I can't uh, imagine I, I, that thing has aluminum block yeah. I, back I, in the day.
0: I, I talked to uh, Alexander Weaver at RM and I said. Uh, what do you think of this thing? Did you drive it? And he said, "I drove it. I thought it was going to pop a wheelie. Scared the hell out of me. The thing was nuts. Nuts." <laughs> and I uh, said, so, oh, "All right, that's good. He's probably f- blasting down uh, Culver City in that thing."
1: So funny in the uh in the so I have hypervigilance. So I read things or I see things or I look at things and then things pop out to me. So we both read the description to me they said aluminum V8, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" I heard like breaks in my head. Like, what year? <laughs> who, who who got an aluminum V8? Like back in the day? Yeah. That and, for-
0: and why would you need it? No, for the I band? I mean, look,
1: no, no. I was. This is where my problem is. I have two problems. A, I trust. I trust <laughs> people. So when people write descriptions of stuff, I go, they must know what they're doing. They wrote aluminum yeah. V8. And then I try to work it out where I'm like, well, it's a VW van and it's got the engine in the rear, and you pulled an engine out that was 161 pounds and you're going to replace it with a 425 pound engine. And why not make it an aluminum engine? Like Pete Brock would be smart to put an aluminum block yeah. in the back of his and VW it van. It
0: sounds like a Pete Brock thing. Like he'd consider that.
1: Right. But who who had an aluminum? Did Pontiac. It was a Pontiac engine, right? it Pontiac, right? Buick? Oh, Bu- Buick, Buick or Pontiac. Buick or Pontiac, a V8. But who, where did you get an aluminum block? And I just think they said aluminum. I think they just meant the heads. I
0: think they meant the heads.
1: Either way, it bothered me. I had to call you and voice my concern. But- <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I got up. I got up this morning- What's
0: this bullshit aluminum?
1: <laughs> I got up this morning and somebody tweeted me so I was watching, uh, the love boat the other night, as I always do. <laughs> and me and Drew watch the love boat and they were doing the scene where they were like walking by the pool and they're talking. And that's what the scene was. And in the background, they always have the extras just sitting there around the pool, the good looking people having their drinks with the umbrellas in it and everything. And in the background, there was a chick sitting by the pool, with, like her back turned and she had like three inches of ass crack hanging out over her bikini, you know? Uh-huh. And back then, I know from arguing with censors, you can't have that. But back then, they would just shoot stuff and whatever was in the back was in the back. Yeah. Like, they didn't care. And the chick had like, a lot of ass crack hanging out. And it was deep in the back, but I still focused on it and, and, and I, I ran it. I rewinded it, ran it. It was like, how much ass crack? She's showing a lot of ass crack. And then I woke up this morning and someone had tweeted me, I was watching Love Boat and now I got you. I'm addicted to it. And this chick had this ass crack. And I was like, I know. That's what I was staring at. Yeah. I was I was laser focused on her ass crack.
0: I love this is your version of
1: dad porn at this point. Dad it's the porn. love
0: boat, three inches of ass crack with a bikini bottom. <laughs> well, I know
1: I know specifically because when we were <laughs>
0: You're reminding it, going back, reminding it, going back.
1: <laughs> when we were doing the man show, I said to him we would argue with them all the time. Like they like we'd show ass crack and they'd go, That's too much ass crack, and we'd go well you can show ass crack, right? And they go, Yeah, you can show ass crack, like the plumber's crack or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I am like, Well, how much? And they're like We know we don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, you gotta tell us when to stop with the ass. because ass crack is fine, but at some point it becomes bare ass and yeah. that's not fine. So where is it as the shorts move down, where do you stop? Yeah. And they said Three-quarter ass-crack. Oh. And we said, okay. And so we invented three-quarter ass-crack shorts <laughs> <laughs> and put them on me and all the juggies <laughs> as well. All right. So uh, what other cars in the auction? Sorry.
0: Uh, there was uh, there was an NSX that you mentioned, uh, which was interesting because that one, it seemed, it seemed like the estimate was fair. And uh, it was like a week-long auction or a few days auction. And it seemed to like basically exceed <laughs> the, the estimate mm-hmm. and two days into it. It was a mm-hmm. little bit of a bring a trailer moment where they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, hey, we're a little hot out the gate with the, uh, with the estimates. But um, that was kind of cool uh, to see NSXs are still doing that. And it was mm-hmm. a good blue color.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it looked interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the other thing that came up that you and I have been talking about a little bit is there's a new auction company that's, uh, that's coming out called Stratus. And we're going to talk to these guys at some point soon. They're still putting all their stuff together. And uh, they're going to be an online auction. And it's sort of a hybrid between, let's say, the Bringin' Trailers and Goodings and uh, – and, uh, uh, sorry, RM and Goodings and Bring a Trailer. Mm-hmm. Fee structure is going to kind of fall into the middle. And they're going to do a few curated cars at a time. And uh, the one car that keeps coming up that's definitely of interest is uh, this chassis number two, Nissan 300ZX, one of the Cunningham chassis cars. You have chassis seven?
1: Clayton Cunningham. Yeah. I think I have eight. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? It's funny because I I, I
0: thought eight, and when they sent me the description for the number two, it said there were seven made. Oh. So and, and I thought you had eight, but didn't we go down this path where one of them was two chassis? Like, you know, yeah. they took a, like a, a number Almost one. Also, somebody said there's another
1: eight. V8 car in Japan, or, which, which I found curious. Yeah, I don't know anything Japan, anymore. <laughs> right. But either way. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Cunningham, iconic red, white, and blue. You guys have seen these cars. Steve Millen's car.
0: The car you have is the 1994, and you're right. And we've talked about it before. And the Steve Millen car is the one he won Le Mans. That one's obviously worth a, a ton of money. He still has it. He's done a bunch of vintage racing with it. So if you watch any of the YouTube videos from from a few years ago of Laguna Seca, you'll see his uh, you'll see him racing that car. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's kind of kind of kind of interesting. It's going to be interesting to see this car. This car is chassis number two, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I forgot what the description was. It had uh,
1: it has a lot of races over a number of years, years, like yeah. eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Like yeah. I mean, it ran for like three years. It has got a lot of races. It's got a little Sebring experience and maybe a little Daytona experience. I think, but I think I, twice it's been. To but I it and it did okay, but it didn't win its class at Sebring yeah. or Daytona, and that's kind of the
0: maybe like eleventh at Sebring.
1: Overall, yeah, right. And, and,
0: like, it, and it did win a couple of things, but not not necessarily a a very well-known, you know, in the auction world, a, a, a valuable track, if you will, for lack of a better term. But it, it won a few things.
1: Well, I told uh, young Matt, who uh, resisted at the beginning, but has now come around, which is all the Watkins, Glens, and the uh, – sorry, all the – Poconos and all the Mid Americas, Road Americas and stuff. Yeah. It, that's all good experience, but it's really Lamar, Daytona, Sebring, and and you would trade it all, all your podiums at mm-hmm. Laguna Seca and all around the country. You would trade it all for like a win at Sebring, and and you would you would trade that all in one of your kids for a win at Lamar. Like that that's mm-hmm. all people want. Anymore. I don't know if you call it fair or unfair, but they just want to go. This car won Sebring or this car won Daytona. You know, that's, that's when they really want to say it won Le Mans. Yeah. So that's really the, the, the brass ring is Le Mans and everything else. So you talk about these cars, you go, they got a lot of history and it's all good because it's always like, Hey, uh, you know, Forty-one starts and nine podiums and three first place, and it's yeah, but it's all Brainerd, you you know what I mean? And if it is, it's better than nothing. But you'd 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 rather have the Sebring and the guy up on the podium, just the one
0: Daytona or the one Sebring win, right? Right. So
1: that's I don't know why I don't know if it's going to change. I don't know if it meant anything a while ago, but. Now it is well.
0: Look, it, the the collector car market starts to find ways to differentiate cars and and create value, or you know, or, or something, or remove value, if you will, and uh, and this is how it's kind of working out. And and if everybody's sort of on the same path with this, then then it holds water. And if we're saying Lama cars are the valuable cars, that's you know, like as you said, the brass ring. It's fine. Because everybody agrees, everybody who's buying and selling these cars agrees. Like a Lamar win does add a a jump in value.
1: I'll give you an interesting thing I was reading about. Chris has a DNF at Sebring, dude, overheating, but it ran again at Sebring and I think oh, okay. came in eleventh overall or something like that. But anyway, uh, the M one Pro Art car we're talking about, um, I think, was driven at. By Peter Gregg at Le Mans before it became an art car, so it has Le Mans history uh. as well. Um, I didn't didn't win it did win its class or anything, but it, it ran Le Mans. Mm-hmm. And when I was researching it, I'm trying looking to buy it and stuff. Le Mans never came up. Oh, so eleven years ago, it's all Le Mans talk now.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: eleven. Oh, sorry, nine years ago, right about this time when I was like. That would have been this week like literally like right right in here right in this time yeah, I was uh, nine Probably. years ago I was researching it and the Lamar history and Peter Gregg uh, and other racing history just didn't really wasn't entered into the conversation so well, that's that's a proof positive of what Le Mans yeah, there must have done. been
0: two people in the room that did that same research because they were bidding that car up. <laughs> they yeah, didn't
2: so care about Le Mans back then. You're, yeah. right, you're right about Peter Gregg. It raced in the 76, 24 hours of Le Mans. And the reason it wasn't in that list is it's not an official art car by BMW. It's the only art car painted by one of their factory artists, but it wasn't commissioned by BMW when he painted it.
1: Oh, and that's probably why the estimate was lower. Yeah. So Peter Gregg... Um, I think, now he's the one who famously got into an accident at Le Mans, but not during the race, like on a driving Le Mans, and got into a bad accident and like started having like double vision and stuff like that. Do you know the Peter Gregg story? No. Peter Gregg was like one of the winningest Porsche drivers uh, ever. He was like unbeatable, the Porsche. And he was going to Le Mans for whatever time, Fifth time or whatever it was, and he got into an accident in a ro- on the road, and uh, like bunked his head, and was like having vision problems or something, and tried to continue his his racing career where he was initially kind of unbeatable, yeah. and could not really compete anymore because of this vi- alleged. I am not saying alleged. I don't I don't know all the nuts and bolts, but he was having. Uh, problems uh, because like a head trauma, and he killed himself. And he was this unbeatable, like kind of playboy. Had like mm. had like Porsche dealerships, and
2: yeah. So I have four overall wins at Daytona 24, two Trans Am championships, six. M's Hold on, G-
1: four overall wins at Daytona. Oh, yeah. Peter Gregg. Yeah, sorry, oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, and they there, called him them- M1 car <laughs> sorry. Like, what? No, no now no, I'm Peter super Greg. angry. <laughs> they called him
2: Peter Perfect. He's a Harvard grad. Also famous for having owned the Brumos
1: Porsche um, dealer, and, right? Yeah, and then not hit, the Brumos Porsche, the Brumos Porsche dealership. Owned, oh,
2: sorry, having owned Brumos Porsche, where he sponsored and raced with the iconic Curly Haywood. Brumos, yeah. yeah, yeah. His career at just forty years old was soaring, and then a hitchhiker traveling along Highway A one A near Jacksonville found his lifeless body and beside him a thirty eight pistol and a briefcase inside. Along with a receipt for the gun was Greg's suicide note written upon it. I just don't enjoy life anymore. Addressed to his new wife, his ex-wife, his two kids, and his business partner. With a, a note that detailed his downward spiral. It was Greg's ceaseless double vision that pushed him to the edge.
1: Guy wow. wins everything. Harvard grad. Like good looking man about town. Fucking kills himself at 40. because yeah. He's not enjoying Jeez. life anymore. There's yeah. a doc for you. Jeez, I'm going to put all these guys on suicide alert. <laughs> Maxipata, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if Peter Gregg killed himself, you've got to kill yourself. I know. I know. Tell I? Matt, tell Gary, <laughs> yeah. call Kalen, tell Reading everyone.
2: That, yeah, really opened my eyes. I want to go, hey, fellas, if,
1: if this guy <laughs> can kill himself, you guys should have killed yourself in junior high.
0: Well, when you peaked. When you peaked, oh. then it's down. You have to
1: peak, and then it's got to be down. But what down. if you oh. never peak?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Hold on, Matt.
1: <laughs> Uh, you're good for now but keep your phone on <laughs>
0: yeah, right
1: <laughs> oh man i got a- so many people i have to explain they have to kill themselves based on this peter Gregg situation all right and-, and-, and chris let me do it i it's gonna sound weird coming from you, you sure i mean my eyesight's fine <laughs> no no i know but you see the-, the accomplishments the man was having yeah and he still killed himself yeah yeah okay yeah. let's look i, I don't want to be negative <laughs> Let's just talk about it off the air. Okay. <laughs> so that pro car raced at Le Mans with Peter Gregg. I don't know how it finished, but Peter Gregg commission. So Peter Gregg, so it's interesting. It's not officially commissioned BMW pro car, yeah. which hurts it a little bit. But Peter Gregg, who's a, a legend, got a commissioned artist yeah. and told him to do it. Yes, and the Peter Gray story makes it it kind of special. Even gives it a cooler story. It does
0: because now it makes it like the one special one or the one unique one, for better or worse.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. Well, you can figure out what the, and how said, it did it. It said Peter Craig and How it, did it literally it had. It M1. Yeah. PH Craig. All right. Let me hit uh, Madison Reed, mister. Love this stuff. Madison Reed. Well, you guys know Madison Reed has been doing the uh, hair coloring for women for a long time and now they're expanding into the male stuff. And I use this stuff. I, uh, I took, it comes with a little kit and you put the gloves on and you put a little dollop. You open a little packet, a little Mylar packet and you put a little dollop on your hand. You just kind of rub it and just kind of rub your fingers through your hair. And then you do the activator. It's the second thing you do that and you just go rub it through and you let it sit for 10 minutes and uh, then you just rinse it out and it looks natural. You get a little more pepper and a little less salt and you get a nice sort of natural look. Not that shoe polish look. You get a, Sort of clean natural look. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get with the Madison Reed Mister, right, Matt?
0: Yeah, go to MadisonreadMister.com. That's MadisonReedMR.com. and use code Adam for ten percent off plus free shipping on your first box. Again, that's code Adam.
1: All right. So uh did it say how what it did at Lamar? No. Nah, unfortunately some it well, if it says if it doesn't tell you how it did, it probably it didn't, didn't do it. It probably well, didn't, finish. D- didn't finish. Yeah, I think in these in this day and age, even if it finishes Le Mans, you would mention that. Right? Even yeah. if you finished in 41st place, you would still mention it it finished at Le Mans. Um anyway, so other cars from the auction that we thought were interesting.
0: Uh, you know, um I'm I'm the Daytona I thought was kind of cool, the Ferrari Daytona the blue uh was it a race car? Yeah, I think it was a racing car.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I forgot what that one went for, but um that was a pretty cool car it, it, as well. I don't it, know. We it, always think pick it, out the race cars out of there, but
1: I think it, it either went all in at one nine or hammered at one nine. But was it a no sale? I don't know if it's all the the thing about the Daytonas, <laughs> whether they're in street trim or race trim, people have high hopes for those cars. Yeah. They're always like the estimate is six to eight. On the street cars, and like this one hammered at 485. Like, and then the next auction comes around, it's like it's 550 to 750. It's like now it hammered at 505. Uh, Like somebody, please understand that for some reason, you know what it is? That car's a lot of car and a Toyota 2000 is not a lot of car. And somebody keeps thinking, why should a Toyota 2000 be the same price as a Daytona? And I'm with them. It's got a V it's, it's literally has twice the engine. Yeah. It's, it's literally a V 12, I think a four liter V 12 versus a two liter straight six. Like it's twice everything on that car. (laughs) Why is it the same price? And the answer is, I don't know, but it is. So stop deciding that that car is six fifty. and the race cars are so beautiful and the and and in race trim they're awesome and, and Newman drove one at Daytona back in the day and blah 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 and you just go I want this car to be worth two and a half million dollars and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's worth one nine and it's yeah. like but look at it yeah. it's like I know but it's just it just isn't that's the price it's such a cool piece this it car's is, it in- definitely
0: r- caught our attention going through it you see the pictures and you're like boom you've just it it presents well
1: but and I wish it was worth. Two and a half, but it's one nine, and I think it was a no sale, as I recall. I, I don't,
0: I don't recall on that one. We can, uh, uh,
2: we can go back and uh, while you're figuring and, that uh, out, that one. Um, I, I should just uh, make an addendum. So Peter Gregg actually drove the CSL Frank Stella at Le Mans, and that's how he met Frank Stella and had him commission the M1. So there was uh, that was written kind
1: of weird that he drove in
2: Le Mans. But oh, with so the other he BMW. showed the other BMW. Uh,
1: did that? Did that? M1 drive at Le Mans? No, it didn't. No, oh, so good. he drove
2: the CSL at Le Mans, and then he he met Frank Stell and liked him so much he had him paint. So oh, maybe yeah. that's it the was story. And, is- and, and, by
1: the way, I, I, did they Max Zapata? Are they intentionally confusing when they do that, Le Mans, in, and then Frank st- p- p- drove the BMW at Le Mans? It's because I walked away with, oh, he drove this car at Le Mans, yeah, and so did Chris, yeah. So are they doing that to you on they purpose? Totally.
2: Are. I'm reading these things like I could, I could buy a Sentra off an auction and be like Nissan, Le Mans champion, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> car company. It, it's funny because
0: we talked about that uh, earlier in the week. We went even about the Nissan uh, that's coming up for auction. Nissan was very competitive in the late 90s, or, or, or late 80s, early 90s, and still in one Le Mans. So the story on this car coming from for auction... one Le Mans, yeah, yeah, still yeah, in
1: his company, but yeah. Is,
0: ...is the overall story of th- all of the cars, right? The, the seven or eight chassis of cars. And then you can start to break down this one, and it does get a little confusing. And I'm sure nine years ago, you read... Peter Gregg and and the now, artist I didn't I didn't really
1: I didn't really read much about it or maybe this is nine years old the the you know what it was is Lama a short nine years ago was neither here nor there it's like yeah. do you want the car what's the car worth it, the Lama part didn't factor in that's like what I, that's what I'm saying you know yeah. Our, our friend Bruce, Bruce Myers, Myers bought a bunch of cars. given
0: <laughs> up all those cars. had Le
1: Mans history. No one cared about <laughs> Le Mans. Now everyone cares about yeah. Le Mans.
0: I feel like he kind of made Le Mans. Like he started telling people Le Mans is where it at. Le Mans is where it's at. Like, <laughs> you know, you got to start controlling the narrative a little bit.
1: All right. So uh, should we play? So we don't know the history of this car. I mean, we don't know its race history. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm still looking. looking
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, let me t- let me guys tell you about uh, Geico while he gets into that. Uh, right now, Geico is offering an extra fifteen percent credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies, and that's fifteen percent on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. So, what are you waiting for? You're not going to find a deal like this again, and there's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. If you go by October 7th, go to GEICO.com and save an extra 15%. Again, that's GEICO.com.
1: All right. You want to uh, – you got another car there?
0: Uh, I'm I'm out of auction cars, but – one thing that I thought was kind of interesting on talking about racing heritage is Ford has introduced a new uh, graphics package basically for the, for the Ford GT. The 2021 GT is going to be offered with an optional GT Heritage package. They've done a few of these. They did the Gulf Livery. They did the red and white car. This one is based off of the 1966 24 Hours of Daytona, the winning GT40 MK2 car, the Daytona car. And uh, we'll, we'll get some images of it. But it's the white, and the black, and... Ken Miles? Uh, it's the Ken Miles, yeah. Driven by Ken Miles and Lloyd Ruby.
1: White and black. yes. Is that the one that won Le Mans?
0: It won Daytona.
1: I know, but the black one won Le Mans later that year. The car's right?
0: mostly white.
1: Oh, mostly white. It's oh, mostly, okay, there you go. there I you got go. it. I got it. The mostly black one is the one that won Le Mans yeah. later on. Well, also, that's cool. I feel
0: like if it won Le Mans, they would have been
1: they would have said Le Mans winning instead of Daytona. That's where I was a little confused as well. But yeah, this is is this all Ken Miles sort of inspired? This is Ken Miles inspired. Yeah, Jesus but, Christ. just
0: keep going with the Ken Miles thing. I love it with the red interior and stuff. Yeah,
1: and it's tough to tell in the
0: photos, but the hood is asymmetrical black, and the and and portion of it is it's black and it looks. Almost a grayish and that's the raw carbon fiber that they're doing, which obviously you can Well, do this a a little bit
1: of a little bit of a little bit of a little But other than that. Uh, this is spectacular, and uh, orange is the new black, as they say. It's a lot of orange going yeah.
0: around. I don't know. It's kind of cool, and it's kind of unique, and I keep thinking back to uh, a couple of recent like uh, text messages and conversations I've had with Ken Lingenfelter. Mm-hmm. He's on the list for a four GT, and he's asked several times. I, I haven't put it in yet because I don't know what co- color to get. -hmm. And I'm like, well, now if you didn't make your order, Ken.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the the, color you
0: want. The Ken Miles
1: version. (laughs) All right, you want to play the uh, hypothetical uh, road trip game? Yeah, let's do it. You've got. uh, Do we have an intro to that, uh, Max Banna? The hypothetical stoplight game. Oh, stop! Brought to you by JB Weld. Well, I'm in such a hurry tonight, but I'm gonna have to stop at this light got a van
0: with big wheels on the right, I got a pickup in teal. Van to the left of me, teal truck to the right. Here I am, so get a light behind you.
2: All right, the hypothetical stoplight game. Here we go. Matt. Yeah. You notice a leak in your gas tank, but luckily, you can repair that using JB Weld. They have eight-step instructions on their website. All you need is some sandpaper and the JB Weld steel stick, so you go to uh, AutoZone to grab some of that, and you pull up to a stoplight. You have to choose between two lanes. Which lane gets you to JB Weld faster? Round one.
0: And so I'm about to burst into flames for sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're, taking, you're taking a different car. Uh, hopefully, I'm in an Uber, maybe. <laughs> it's just something. We want to fix, well, it. Time fix of the, it. Time is of the essence. All right. Yeah. You, have your, your, you could pull up behind either the lowered El Camino with the flame paint job mm-hmm. or the raised Chevy Silverado with a cracked bumper and truck nuts. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. This is an easy one, and I'm definitely not wrong about this, but you're definitely going to get behind the El Camino. This guy with the flame paint job has performance on the brain, and it's much lighter than the off-road truck. So I'm going to get behind this guy. He's going to jump the line on the monster truck, and I'm going to get in front of the monster truck, and I'm not going to burst into flames on my way to AutoZone. El Camino with flames.
1: Sorry, that's incorrect. The, the guy, that's a low rider. Low, uh, what's the second word? And? And? Slow. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's like, the creta. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, low and in 60 slow. 60
0: seconds. Low
2: rider, Donnie. Remember, he's
1: right. prepped. Low and slow. Sorry. Let's do the next.
2: All right, next round. You could either pull up behind. The Ford Explorer has an old K-Rock sticker on the back. Also, that fake baseball breaking through the window decal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could pull out behind a murdered out Cadillac XTS with elbow rims. You know what elbow rims are? Yeah. Yeah, I showed Adam a video of those, the swangas. they got to be. Why are
1: those legal?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea how they're legal either.
1: Okay. Because no one saw them before, they'll be illegal. It's like lawn darts. Someone invented lawn darts, and then somebody watched lawn darts, and now they're illegal. But they can't make things illegal before they're invented. Yeah. All right. Wait, did
0: we just see this recently? Do we see? We saw this recently. Maybe it was in Chicago.
1: Oh, was it in Chicago that we I, saw? was yeah. some guy rolling around
0: with, yeah. with these? Uh, they were they're big Midwest, but it, thing but it year, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like through you know what we were eating dinner like on the road we saw yeah with with these with these things uh <laughs> listen i am going to get behind the uh the cadillac with these rims because i just feel like if i try to pass the cadillac i run the risk of of tearing the side of my car apart so uh the xts i'm going to get for for safety's sake at least i'm going to get but, but i'm probably this guy's going to pull ahead in front of the uh in front of the Explorer.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Again, it's, it's low and it's slow. This is, this, this is a close cousin to the low rider. Yeah. These guys are running on 30 series tires. They can't afford to hit a crack in the road. They're going to bust up those probably a Dayton wire. What, what are these Dayton's. rims called again? Uh,
2: elbow rims, but also called swangas. Or swangas, I don't know. S-W-A-N-G-A-S. Do oh, okay. you attach it to the to the date?
0: I don't understand.
1: It's it's a spoked rim that comes way out with a with a look.
0: You I literally I, have a picture of an XTS with one of these on
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so dumb. Do, Max Pat, have you ever seen the James Bond? Have you ever seen what James Bond's car can do to a, another car if you've ever seen that? Yeah, of course. James Bond had axles that came out with the spinners on it that tore up that the tore side up the car that's what i was thinking right that's exactly what this what this is so you got to get around this guy and you got to go fast and that's <laughs> why you lost this all right we'll do one more
2: all right last round you're driving up to monterey to get some jb weld and you you, you see one of those hurricanes yeah. With the Lamborghini Club decal, yeah, we always we yeah. always have those guys. They're doing their passes. bull run, sure. So you have a Huracan, probably trying to catch up. We don't know, or the Tesla Model Three with dealer plates. Who do you get behind? <laughs> oh man, the Model
0: Three or the, uh, or, the uh, or, or the Huracan or the, or the Lamborghini. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get behind the Lamborghini. Uh, It sounds better. I think it's faster. I think that guy likes to show off a little bit more. I don't think he's one of these uh, uh, hippie tree huggers driving the uh, driving the uh, the Tesla around like like Prius owners, Chris. Like Prius owners. Yeah, (laughs) I am going to get behind the Lamborghini guy. He's he's in a mood.
1: Sorry, (laughs) and I'll tell you why. Because these guys on these bull runs, especially when they're going up the five and they're getting into the Bay Area or they're getting into Northern California. These guys have been pulled over two or three times mm. by now. So this guy's gun... He's, he's shell-shocked. He, he's he's an been emotionally destroyed. He's been pulled over two or three times on this run already. Also... As, and I thought you would know better. Obviously, the Prius is going to go zero to thirty faster than that Uricon does. It's an electric car. It's it's you know it's a Tesla.
0: It's a Tesla, but I, I mean love it. that you don't care because it doesn't make a difference
1: between the I said it was. Prius. You said Prius. Oh Pri- well, no, I was <laughs> thinking, thinking about your Prius. Yeah, it's a Tesla three. <laughs> no, I know what it is it's a Tesla three, yeah, yeah. and and it's got immediate torque. It's got one hundred percent torque off the line, and I don't know if it's faster zero to sixty. Oh, it could, it could give it a run, but zero to thirty, I bet the yeah. Tesla takes the Lambo Huracan. That's zero to thirty, not thirty to sixty. So, who do you
0: think wants the world to know they're
1: they're driving that car more—the
0: Lamborghini owner or the Tesla owner? I
1: think the Lambo guy, and also the Lambo guy, he might throw a couple of revs before they take oh, off. Yeah. he's got to
0: do a little peacocking before it has got to do a little
1: peacocking <laughs> before, <laughs> Just before they, he get, goes. they get moving. Yeah. So, sorry. Okay. All right, let's yeah. bring it home. The Hypothetical Stoplight Game. Here I am, still
0: getting a light behind you. Still at a light behind you. Here I am, still get a light behind you.
1: Brought well. to you by J.B. Weld. All right, and speaking of J.B. Weld, you got projects you want to get through, big or small repairs, home or garage, ordinary household glue. Well, it's got the word ordinary right in the title. You need strong, you need better. You need J.B. Weld. They're a proud sponsor, and we're proud to have them aboard. They're great. I know the owner. I hung out with these guys at SEMA. Uh, they've been around for over 50 years, proudly made in the U.S. of A. And uh, I use this stuff all the time. I think... They have the uh, super weld. That's the one part, quick dry. You know, couple of drops. Use yeah. that recently. You, you were
0: talking about stashing stuff around the house. You have multiple. I've got that. I've got like four bottles of the super weld. Yes. You know, in in the in the glove box of the car, in the bathroom, yes. in the junk drawer.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. JB Weld, and you can go to JB Weld. It's good for metals, good for woods, good for plastic. Don't glue it, JB Weld. Weld it. It's good at jbweld.com, and uh, you can get it at Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, Michaels, and more. It's JB Weld. All right, let's see. Tempe, Arizona, coming up. Uh, the improv September 18th and 19th. And uh, Salt Lake City Wise Guys coming up October 2nd and 3rd. I'm your emotional support animal. You can go uh, check out my book on Amazon. Leave a review. I will read it. And uh, you can go check out the website, carcastshow.com, support the show there, if you would, and uh, go check out our uh, YouTube page, or you can go to Adam Carolla, or youtube.com slash Adam and see some stand-up there. Matt, what do you got?
0: Uh, the ZCon event is coming up, and I think we're going to make a, s- a stop over there, possibly on Tuesday, September 15th. I'll get some more details and let you guys know about it, but uh, ZCon in Tennessee? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, till next time, Adam Crawl from Matt the moderator, D'Andrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in,
0: fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And just a reminder that right now, GEICO is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. And that's 15% on top of the money GEICO could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? This is a deal you won't want to miss. There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO than now. And if you save an extra 15%, if you do it by October 7th. So jump on to GEICO.com to learn more. That's GEICO.com.